Happy holiday, everyone! Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. The topic of today's show is "celavi." Actually, I don't know French, so if my pronunciation is incorrect, please bear with me. And actually, we're not going to talk about any French movie today. I just picked the theme. This is life. So hope you all like the movies that talk about what might happen in life. Even though we're not going to talk about French movies, the two new movies we're going to talk about today are not from Hollywood. I hope I can introduce movies from many different countries aside from Hollywood. Then let's begin. Boiling point. Enter the relentless pressure of a restaurant kitchen as a head chef wrangles his team on the busiest day of the year. Oh dear. It's a fucking joke, isn't it? And it's her first week, so it's my responsibility. It's not a first week in any fucking kitchen, though, is it? There's a million. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a British film. It was nominated with four big awards at the BAFTA. As we heard in the introduction, the story is about how a chef wrangles with his team on the busiest day in a year. Since the background is in the West, I imagine the busiest day is Christmas Eve. And actually, even in Taiwan, Christmas Eve is very busy for restaurants. So you can imagine how chaotic this movie would be. You may say, "Well, this sounds interesting, but how is this movie special?" Well, it is special because it was shot one shot, and it was critically acclaimed by international movie critics. The nominated awards I mentioned included. Best British Film, Outstanding New Director, Scriptwriter, and Producer, the Best Actor in a Leading Role, and the Best Casting. Actually, the director Philip Barrentini has been an actor for 25 years, but he always wanted to be a director. He didn't dare to pursue his dream because he wasn't confident enough that he could perform. The job of a director. Well, we often see in movies, or if you have friends who want to be an actor or actress, you may know that in order to pursue their dreams, acting, many actors and actresses work at restaurants. That is true. One of my friends in the U.S. actually is working at a restaurant right now because I think he wants to be a Broadway actor. I guess it's because if you work at a restaurant, your schedule is more flexible, and if there are any auditions, you'll be able to attend. So it's very interesting for this movie to pick the theme in the restaurant. But the director Philip said jokingly that nobody in the crew has ever worked at a restaurant before. So in order to rehearse, the crew had to. Rent the restaurant for three weeks, so the restaurant could only open on the weekend. But even when it was on the weekend, the actors and actresses had to go to the restaurant to be shadow waiters and shadow waitresses to see whether their performances were authentic. So Boiling Point really is an interesting movie to watch, even though Boiling Point is chaotic, it sounds very upbeat. But our next movie. It's going to be a little bit deep. Let's check it out. The exam. 
Rojan is a young Kurdish Iraqi woman about to take the university entrance exam. Rojan's unhappily married older sister Shailan decides to help her pass at any cost, hoping to give her a more emancipated life. Thus, the sisters inevitably become entangled in a huge network of corruption that connects all parts of society. Wow, the second new movie we're going to talk about today is about Iraq, but it's a German film. Actually, the background of the movie is supposed to be optimistic because Iraq is rebuilding itself after the war. But the protagonist Rojin is heartbroken from her previous relationship, and she failed the entrance exam two years in a row. So if she can't get in any college this year, her father is going to marry her to somebody. Rojin's fiance disappeared suddenly, so she's heartbroken, and it probably is going to affect her entrance exam anyway. And just like we heard in the introduction. Her older sister is not happy in her marriage, so she knows that going to university is her sister's only chance in her life. Because if she fails, their father would have her marry somebody she doesn't even love and be a boring life just like her. So the older sister Shilan decides that she's going to help her sister pass the exam no matter what. But the sisters don't know. That this is much more complicated than they imagine, because when they decide to cheat, they walk into a trap. It's not only about legal or illegal; it's about corruption in the whole society. They also need to bear the burden from their family, school, and society. And when you tell a lie, you need to tell more lies to make up to it. Although it's a German movie. It's directed by Iraqi director Shokak Amin Korki. This is his latest work after seven years. The movie's about unconditional love and sisterhood, of course. And most importantly, the director wants to use this movie to show the world that women in Middle East also want to pursue the life they want. How difficult that is. And how much effort they need to pay. Usually, when we see movies about Middle East women and their rights, we usually see the contrast between genders, and of course, this one as well. But we seldom see it demonstrated with higher education. So the exam really is a good movie for us to understand that. Now it's time to move on to Top Double O Seven. We have many newcomers on the chart this week, so look forward to that. And before that, let's review what we had from last week first. Top three, Incantation. Top two, Uncharted. And top one, The Batman. Let's see what we have from top seven to top four this week. Top six. I need to get back Dog. in the game, sir. You want to get back in the game? Prove it. Sergeant Rodriguez was a legend. Family funeral Sunday outside. Of the bad guy. We're the bad guys. It's crime time, baby. Shark. We need a distraction. Do I get to improvise? Fine, please. Top five. Starter. Tech. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. Top four. Ambulance. Thirty-two million. 
and I need an extra man. I came to you for a loan. Look, have I ever gotten you anything that I couldn't get you out of? Wow, we have three newcomers on the charts this week. The bad guys, eggs, and ambulance. I want to talk about the ambulance. First of all, I went to see the contractor with Chris Pine last week. And one of my fellow seniors saw that I post the movie tickets. And he saw that I watched Ambulance. So let's talk about it. Well, yes, it's irrelevant. I just want to talk about it. The best part of Ambulance is that it has action scenes in such a small space. Because, as you know, the name, the title of the movie is Ambulance. Ambulance is a very important scene in the movie. So the actors need to perform action scenes in this small area, this small space. Even the actor Jake Eanhill said that he really admires director Michael Bay because he managed to shoot car chasing scenes on Los Angeles streets at 100 miles per hour, even on an ambulance. At the same time, they have helicopters and shooting scenes. Really amazing. And after shooting this film, Ian Howe even admires the medics on the ambulance even more because he realized that actually there are many sharp edges in the ambulance. So it's really dangerous to stay in an ambulance that drives very fast. Speaking of ambulance, I've been watching a Japanese series called Tokyo MER. It's called Mobile Emergency Room. Of course, it's not real, but the concept is that since we have emergency situations all the time, and it's very difficult for some patients to get back to the hospital and then have the surgery. So they hope to have this mobile emergency room so that emergencies can be operated on the ambulance. And you can tell while they're operating, they won't drive. But there are many equipment on the ambulance. And even if it's not a mobile emergency room like the series, it's still very dangerous on an ambulance because there are many equipment. So if you like Michael Bay and you like explosion scenes, Ambulance is the movie for you to pick this holiday. And now let's move on to top 3 to top 1. Top 3. Incantation. Top 2. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. Top 1. The Batman. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky. Top 3 to Top 1. All Old Faces. So let's spend a little bit of time for each one. First of all, Incantation. We talked about it last week. I said that it's about hypnotizing and that's the reason why people feel scared. There are more horror Taiwanese movies out there recently, but according to some movie critics, I think only Incantation is worth watching. So other movies might just be uh, uh not so good. 
So if you want to watch some horror movies, Incantation is the one to go. And I think its box office ranks number three this year. And since it's still in the theater, it's probably going to increase. So let's see how far it can go. Second, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the movie. You may be surprised how it dropped from top three to top one, and now it's back because it was released in the U.S. I last week or two weeks ago. So wow, this animation is as popular in the U.S. as it is in Asia, just like Demon Slayer. I don't know whether it's on Netflix or not. So I don't know which platform it is on, but you can tell that Japanese anime is very popular around the world. No matter it's in the east or in the west, it's very popular. And at least Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero are the same as what we are watching. But actually, let's just say American because I only know American. Americans watch some animes that not even Japanese people know. I don't know why. When I was in the U.S., I took Japanese class, and some of my classmates in my class they are interested in Japanese because they are anime lovers. And there's one class that our teacher asked us to share your favorite anime. Me, of course, talked about Hikaru no Go. But some anime shared by other students, I've never heard of. And the professor was like, "Oh, interesting, but I don't know this anime." So I was like, "Okay, so what are these Americans watching? Very interesting." Lastly, the Batman. I think it's time for us to talk about some spoilers. One biggest spoilers in the end of the movie. Was that when the main villain, the Riddler, was in the hospital? He was talking to a friend. I said friend because that's what the person used in the cell. I think that friend is Joker, but I'm not sure because I'm a Marvel fan. I know nothing about DC, but just from how he talks and he's. Hairstyle because it's a silhouette, so I can't really tell who he is. But I guess that is Joker. And since the Batman is totally different from the DC universe, we can anticipate that this Joker is going to appear in the next Batman movie of Robert Pattinson. So let's look forward to it. And that's all for today. If you like the show, please share it for us. And I hope you enjoy the holiday. C'est la vie. Remember to come back next week at same time. I'm Viola. See you next week.